Muscle Science for Women. It's my turn this time. I'm your host. I was Ashley. like, that's why I wasn't saying anything. That's your other host, Rachel. We know what we're doing, and you can tell. Always. By People the way, are always we sick of this. They're like, oh, this is always going to be the whoa, <coughs> whoa. Hey, um, I think this was very well done. Okay, yeah. let's just let's just move on and not dwell on how amazing we are at introducing our podcast. This is a Q&A episode. We've got a couple good questions, and we thought we'd just sort of dive in. We appreciate you guys sending your questions. Some of them come through Instagram. Some of them come through our email. We like it when they come through our email because then we can just kind of keep them organized. But Mm -hmm. if you're interested, you can send us anything you want as long as it's appropriate to muscle science for women, the number four at gmail.com. Send us your questions, topic ideas, things you want us to address or cover or talk about. All right. You're right. You ready for your first for the first question? I'm ready. You're ready. Okay. This is from a female firefighter who wants to look good and perform better. Aaron says, I've been having a super hard time figuring out how to train for my goals. And I think it's because my goals may be conflicting. So I jump back and forth and continue to go nowhere. Please help. This is a common thing, right? Talk mm-hmm. about this a lot. She says, I'm a 28-year-old firefighter. I'm in decently good shape, but always have room to improve. My conflict is that I really want to go through a body recomposition phase and put on muscle, but I need my cardio and work capacity to remain high. I can't really take a break from cardio because that's a huge part of the job. Having this job also messes with my sleep quite a bit. I'm sure my stress levels are not optimal. Long story short, I want to know how to train optimally to look good, but still function well when it matters the most at work. You guys are awesome. Thanks in advance. Thank you, Aaron. Okay. Thoughts. Let's dive in. Thoughts. So, I mean, just to start, I would say that, um, well, first of all, thank you for your service, Aaron. Yes. Thank Um, you for your service. You're a badass. Yes, you are. Um, I think that, I mean, honestly, not to plug anything, but also to plug, I think being educated on building muscle and potentially taking our muscle science forming course and following that programming for the three month period of time would be a great place to start. Um, and the reason I say that is because it is a program that is focused on building muscle, um, potentially going into a building phase or focused on a body recomposition phase, which is what Aaron mentioned. Um, and it teaches you how to fuel for that goal of building muscle, which is, it seems like that's your main goal is you want to build muscle you do have a lot of cardio that is part of your job. Um, and I think for you, it's really just finding the balance between eating enough food and fueling appropriately for your activity level to be able to also prioritize building muscle mm-hmm. um, and doing it in a way that is going to be sustainable and also helps with, uh, or sorry, also focuses on recovery as well, because that's a huge piece of the puzzle. And if you're doing a lot of cardio f- and a lot of extra activities for your job, then we have to take that into account. Um, so it might mean that, okay, maybe, you know, training five days a week, like lifting five days a week is not going to be, you know, realistic for you. So if we can train hard three or four days a week, which is what the programming for muscle science Foreman is, 
and you can really get some good quality lifting in and follow progressive program and then also learn how to eat in line with those goals and to recover in line with those goals, then that's, that's it. That's the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did I miss anything? <laughs> no. And, and again, if you do want to take the muscle science for women program where we teach you everything about recovery and muscle building and fueling appropriately, we have a discount code, especially for you because you're awesome and you're a first responder mm-hmm. and you keep people safe. So respond, send us another email if you're interested and we'll give you a discount code. And I mean, I think too, <clears throat> the thing about, I mean, I've known some firefighters. I I'm pretty well aware of how incredibly difficult and physically and emotionally and mentally stressful that job is and how tough it is with the scheduling and the sleep hours and the like 24 hour shifts and all this craziness. It's incredibly hard on the body. Um, and I mean, you and like nurses, like you guys have it so, so tough. It's really, really hard. And so like, give yourself some grace for that. Cause that's just, you, you have a, a really hard job. Um, but I would, guess that, you know, you said you're in decently good shape. I would guess that currently where you are right now, you have the cardiovascular capacity that you need. Otherwise that would be your main goal, right? I need the cardio that I need for my work. You probably already have that, right? So now you're trying to like maintain that while you build and, and get stronger. So that's fine. Like I think about somebody who's doing like ultra endurance running or things where you need like cardiovascular capacity is more important than strength, right? They aren't doing necessarily like overly punishing long cardiovascular runs all day, every day. Right. Like there Mm -hmm. are, there are, there are, you know, what's the word you're like tapering. What's the opposite of tapering, building and tapering, building and tapering. Like you don't have to probably to maintain the level of cardiovascular intensity and ability that you currently have. You probably don't need to push that hard. You just need to maintain it. So I think if you do that to Rachel's point, if you can just sort of maintain it with the minimal amount of cardiovascular training that maintains it. And then you balance that with a couple very effective strength training sessions. And then you really, really boost up the recovery, the sleep, the nutrition, because those are going to be like really, really mm-hmm. important. Um, that's what you need to push. Like, again, we talk about this all the time. I think so many people think that it has to be all or nothing. Like if I want to have cardio, I have to not worry about building muscle. And if I want to build muscle, I'm going to lose all my gains. Like you're not, you just have to be, Mm -hmm. especially with your job where you, your stress is so high. You have to treat sleep and recovery, recovery, muscular recovery, like it is a job, you know, Mm -hmm. because you don't have the same flexibility as the rest of us. Um, so anyway, I just, yeah. I don't know. I guess I didn't really add too much yeah. to that, but I think. No, you did. And I think, yeah, yeah it's just kind of dialing in the things and, and maybe taking it a step at a time too and realizing that like you don't have to be perfect with everything, you know, and that's what we teach in the program too. It's like there's different components that you can scale up and you can, you know, focus on one thing. Maybe it's like, okay, I just need to get into a schedule of getting, you know, lifts in each week and being consistent there. And mm-hmm. focusing on that first, you know, and then we're like, okay, at the same time, we can start to dial in nutrition. But maybe once we have, you know, your schedule, obviously the schedule is up and down, but if you can just get consistent with like a progressive training program and then you can kind of build on that. I think that in itself is just going to be a complete game changer. And then also just realizing like it's going to take time to do that. It's not going to be yes. everything's going to happen in a month. Mm-hmm. Um, so like give yourself a little grace there and realize like mm-hmm. some weeks are probably going to be a lot 
you know, a lot harder than others, but as long as you're taking, you know, three steps forward and maybe you take one step back, like you're still going to be moving forward, three steps Mm -hmm. forward, one step back, three steps, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, it's kind of that, like that picture where it's like progress is not, you know, just a straight line up. Like it's all progress looks like so many different things. Mm -hmm. Um, but as long as you're moving forward over time, that's what matters most. So, Yeah. yeah. And I mean, she's already acknowledging that she knows the stress of her job is impacting, um, which it does. So again, like maybe this is the sort of tough reality that again, if you, you have friends or peers who are 28 that have a regular nine to five where they don't necessarily have any like fitness, um, you know, related to it and they aren't saving people's lives and putting their life in danger. They, if they got on the same plan as you, they might see changes more quickly because they have way lower allostatic load. Like their overall mm-hmm. stress is probably way lower than yours and their body's just going to be able to maybe respond a little bit better. So, um, that is kind of the, one of the sacrifices you're making with your job. It doesn't mean you can't be fit. I know a lot of fit firefighters and I'm sure she's one of them. Um, but yeah, just knowing that it's going to take longer and that you will need to prioritize your nutrition and your recovery more than the average person, um, mm-hmm. which is again, everybody's least favorite thing to do, but yeah, hundred um, yeah, so percent. Hear... Yeah. Oh yeah. No, reach out. If you want to try our program, we have all the answers <laughs> and, uh, a progressive training program and you can talk to us personally too. Right. So like if you sign up for the program, you have lifetime access to all of that content and you can also talk to us. So as you're doing it, mm-hmm. you can, you know, we can troubleshoot with you. Um, but I would love to hear from Erin if she, if she hears this and if she either wants to take the course or if she just wants to whatever she tries, I'd love to hear how it goes because, um, you're like an interesting case. Right. And I think we can, and our listeners can, can learn from the the process. So, yeah. Uh, So email us back again, plus signs for women. Um, and anybody listening who is a first responder of any sorts, a nurse, doctor, any of those, Yes. Those amazing peeps. Uh, yes. We have a discount code for you for both of our programs, Muscle Science yes. Roman and Grow Glute. So, um, should we also is- just now, since we're talking about great deals and stuff, talk about like the changes to the the payment structure where it might help some of our Canadian listeners if they want to sign yeah. up for our programs? So, yeah. So, it's not necessarily a change to the payment structure, it's just the method of payment. We've of um, payment. expanded. Uh, our ability to now accept Apple Pay, Google Pay, all those things. So if you are someone who is a listener outside of the United States and you can link up, like, for example, a debit card to Apple Pay, which I believe mm-hmm. is a thing, um, then you can pay with that and it should save, you know, some of the conversion thingies that happen <laughs> with the yes. currency. It will make um, it easier for you to pay. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, still accepting all the credit cards, PayPal, all that jazz. Um, but yeah, that's and that that's just part of it. So when you go to the if you go to musclescienceforwomen.com, um, that's going to be the MSW program. Um, and if you go to rgfit.com backslash glutes, that'll be the glutes program. And you can learn all about them. We'll put them in the link description below. Um, and yeah. Sweet. Right. You had a, I think you had a recovery question, right? Yeah. So we do actually, speaking of the Grow Your Glutes program, we have a, um, a member of the Grow Your Glutes program sent in a few questions. And, um, one of the questions I thought would be great for the podcast to answer on it. So this is from Amanda and she said, 
how do you know how often you should be doing this program slash training your glutes? If you are still sore come next scheduled program day, should you still give it more time? I generally would just stick to two to three times a week for lower body, even if I was sore, but I assume there's a point where you don't want to work those muscles if you are super sore, but maybe you don't have to wait until you feel nothing anymore, question mark. Um, she said, I've always been confused on this. I watched the videos and Ashley's discussion about recovery um, in the program, but still curious uh, what you think and any help would be appreciated. Just like over here drinking really salty element and like coughing into the microphone. Oh, sorry. My apologies. No, that's me. That's me. I should be apologizing, but I am not going to. I'm uh, sorry okay. I didn't see it because I was reading the question. <laughs> no, it's all right. We're, I'm fully alive over here. I promise. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. You might have, you might have more, a more scientific response to this, but it is kind of independent. Like if you are very sore, if you are very sore, if it hurts to walk down the stairs. You probably shouldn't be crushing a leg workout because the whole point of recovery is maximizing your readiness to go and, and be efficient and effective in the gym. And if you are like, if you can't do day-to-day -day movements, if like sitting on the toilet hurts you, you're not going to have a very good leg workout. Like that's, you're just wasting your time. And you're also trying to build on something that's currently already depleted and, and broken really. Like, again, it's like this, this quick thing, you know, way to remember recovery is like, you are not getting stronger in the gym. You're breaking yourself down in the gym. It's when you're out of the gym, resting, fueling, eating, doing your self-care, whatever you're doing. That's when you're actually getting stronger. Recovery is when you're getting stronger. So if you're already beaten down, broken down, and you're just pushing through and working on top of that and working on top of that, you are hindering your gains. You're only breaking yourself down and you're not doing the second important part, which is the building back up. Yeah. So there is some nuance where like you need both of them. And yeah, maybe you don't have to wait until there's zero soreness and then you wait an extra day just to be safe. Like there's some nuance here, but I think, you know, if you're, again, if you're having trouble, like with your range of motion, if day-to-day -day normal movements are hurting you because you're so sore, you are not ready to do those workouts mm -hmm. again. If you have, I don't know, like maybe minimal. And, and again, it also is like within the context of your life too. Like, are you a super stressed out, busy person? Do you have a million things going on? Are you not going to sleep well this week? Do you have something big to do tomorrow? Maybe don't push it with your leg day, but you know, if you're, mm -hmm. if you're pretty solid, if you're pretty scheduled and you know, you're on your third day and you're feeling okay, like a tiny twinge of soreness, like maybe you go and do like an extra long warm up, make sure you're really hydrated, make sure you're fueled properly that day and give it a shot. Um, I always err on the side of like, be fully ready because then you're going to have yeah. a better workout and you're going to do a better job. Is that accurate? Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I think that it's really just like understanding like you said, if you're, and so this, sorry, I'm going to back it up a little bit. If you're first starting this program, right. Or any lifting program, and you haven't lifted this way ever or in a long mm -hmm. time, it is absolutely normal to feel extra sore in the beginning, like the first week or two, sometimes even the first three weeks as your body's adjusting to like, what the heck is this? I haven't worked these muscles you know, ever or in this way or in a long time, that is normal. And so that means that, yeah, I would probably not, you know, train glutes three times a week. Um, I would probably like ease your, ease your way into it. Right. 
Um, that's normal. And then you should get past that, right? If you do not, if it's been two plus weeks and you have not seen that soreness kind of dissipate, that probably means that you're overdoing it, right? You're overtraining, you're, you know, you're doing too much if you're not recovering, right? It's just a clear sign. It's a signal your body's sending you like, hey, this is still sore. I, I, I can't even bend over without feeling my hamstrings twinge. That is a sign that you're doing too much. So you need to pull back a little bit. Um, having some soreness, right. Having what I call like disruption in the muscle tissue. Like you feel that you've worked it, but you can still do things like you're not like cringing as you bend over. Like you said, sitting on the toilet, that's normal. And that's, that's fine. Like there should, that should happen, you know, every once in a while. Soreness is in itself is not an indication of a good training session, but if you're never sore ever, Mm. then that is probably an indication that you're not working hard enough. So it's all Mm -hmm. about, as we talk about finding balance. Mm -hmm. Um, but yes, like you mentioned, if you, you know, if your hamstrings are just like feeling super, super tight and like, you could just feel them when you bend over a little bit and you're going to go in and do RDLs, like it probably, probably doesn't make sense to do RDLs that day. I would take it down an notch or maybe like focus on quads that day or something like that. Um, so, so yeah, that's, pretty much what you said, but kind of reiterating it. We're on the, we're on the same page there. I mean, I think, I think that is all that needs to be said and err on the side of caution, because I think the biggest thing for people to remember. And like the one thing about recovery is just to remember a lot of people either know this and forget, or they don't know it, that when you are busting your ass in the gym, you're not actually getting stronger. You're breaking yourself down. Mm -hmm. It's the recovery part of the program when you get stronger. So if you don't prioritize it and do it appropriately, you are going to be slowing your gains and Mm -hmm. working out on top of damaged tissue that is not properly recovered is not helping you get stronger. It just isn't. That's it. So, yeah. And also thinking about recovery, not just like okay, the time between my sessions, it's okay. Are you actually eating enough Mm -hmm. food to recover? Mm -hmm. Are you eating enough protein? Are you like managing all the stressors? Cause all the stress goes to one place. I think these are things that people like, we don't think about, we're like, oh, my muscles are sore. Uh, so I just need to rest longer, but could you have eaten a bit more food that would have helped to fuel those muscle, that muscle recovery a bit more? Are you eating enough protein? Are you eating enough carbs? Right to fuel your training. Are you mm-hmm. eating enough in general? I, this is a, a, I posted last week, I think, and it was like what my biggest tip for, um, or no biggest mistakes, for, uh, that people are making with their glute training. Mm-hmm. And the last one, which I should have said first is not eating enough food. Mm. Like that's it. Eat some damn food. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll, Go straight to your butt. <laughs> straight to your butt. Um, okay, well, that's yeah. a good segue to another glute-related question. So someone um, sent me a DM who was looking to maybe do the glute program. And she basically said, like, I'm interested in the glute program, but my butt is big enough. In fact, I think it's too big. And will basically, she said, will the glute program tone my butt? And I was like, here we go with the tone <laughs> word again. Um, so, I mean, there's a couple of things, right? And I ended up, we kind of had like a little chat in the DMs, but, um, and, you know, I don't know her, I don't know the whole, and I, again, 
told her, I'm like, look, I can only give you general advice. I don't really know you where you're not a client. I don't really know what's going on, but here's some like general gist. Like if you think, do you think your, your butt is too big because it, you, your muscles are too big or do you just think it's too big? And of course it wasn't a muscular issue because it rarely is. It's very rare, especially with women, with anyone that we are like, my muscles are too big. That just hardly ever happens. Um, she's just like, I genetically just kind of have a big butt. Right. And I'm like, first of all, uh, half the world wishes they were you. So congratulations. There yeah. is an element of like, we all have to within reason, accept what makes us different genetically. We're all going to have our little eccentricities. Some things we're going to love about our genetics. Some things we're not going to love. And maybe you're somebody who is always going to have bigger, butt than average, maybe, um, there are a hundred things you can do. You know, it's the whole like genetics load the gun and, you know, lifestyle pulls the trigger whole thing. Like if you want to reduce size, if you want to tone there, of course, a million things you can do, but if you genetically, she said like her whole family just has a lot big butts. I'm like, good for you. You know, maybe that's, you're always going to have, um, but, but you (laughs) growing muscle in your glutes, just like growing muscle anywhere is going to, for the vast majority of us improve in our minds, the perceived look and appeal and shape, having muscle underneath your fat is going to make your body look better and give you more of that toned look. We've talked about this a lot. I also told her there's of course a component to this toned look that is about your body fat level. So regardless of your, your muscle growth, if you think your body is too big or some body part is too big, some fat loss is probably going to have to factor in, um, which growing muscle can do, which strength training can do, and probably a host of other things, including managing what you eat and walking a lot and movement and all the stuff that you and I talk about constantly. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, the long and short of it is this program is a strength training program for your lower body and specifically your glutes to grow that muscle and grow strength in those muscles. So Mm -hmm. You're going to improve the shape of your butt. You're going to improve the strength of your butt. It's very scientific. Um, And you're probably are going to, if you do it and you do it well and you do it effectively over time, you're going to probably notice some aesthetic changes that you're happy about. But there are, of course, other things that you need to layer onto this if you're looking to have a body recomposition um, Mm -hmm. and look different, right? And then also to add to that too, um, in the program, we do talk about, the like tr- the glutes are obviously you know glute max glute min glute med there's upper well i just messed up my hair here <laughs> there's <laughs> if you're watching on youtube i now have uh messed up hair um there are you know like people are like oh how do i shape my upper glutes or how do i shape my lower glutes and there mm-hmm. are ways to do that like you can definitely do that like targeting different areas of the butt Right. And that's what we teach in the program, because what a lot of people make the mistake of when they are trying to grow their glutes, change, change their glutes is they're doing this repetitive exercises that are training, like maybe the same exact areas and they're not getting the well-rounded butt Mm -hmm. that they want because Mm -hmm. they're not educated on how to do that. And there are absolutely ways. And this is exactly what we talk about in the program. It's like, okay, if you want to target your upper glutes, your lower glutes, your side glutes, all the glutes, you have to know what exercises do that. And you have to do them in a strategic, you know, way so that you're not doing things repetitively. You're not, you know, burning out. We just talked about recovery. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I 
I mean, I'm biased, but I think that our program program is great. The program, honestly, I have talked about this a a bunch of times, but like the program has changed my training significantly. And I don't want to like be too repetitive, but with my shoulder injury, with, you know, having such little time these days to work out and really wanting to get like the most bang for my buck, obviously, you know, working larger muscles, working lower body is going to be more effective. I've really kind of like made a switch. And again, I haven't, I haven't been working to the point where I'm like, oh damn, like my butt and my lower body is so much bigger and more muscular, but like I'm noticing differences. I'm noticing that I'm feeling really effective in my workouts and really enjoying it. I think I'm feeling more stability and strength in my lower body since I've started doing this program regularly. And it's fun to just switch it up and do something different. Mm-hmm. Like I, I am not only like helped create this, but I'm like a happy customer of it because I've really been doing it and like really enjoying it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think we're both, um, biased, but, uh, accurate fans of the program here. Let's talk about, um, a couple exercises that maybe we like, or have been doing lately that we enjoy, because it's funny, you know, again, in the DMS, I will often send you like clips of influencers or workout Mm -hmm. people doing stuff. And like, I usually am sending you something because I feel like you're going to rip it apart. So I'm like, Hey, what do you think about this exercise? And you're like, uh, it's stupid for the following reasons. Or, you know, you'll also be more measured. There's always the answer of like, well, it depends on what you want to do. Right. But like a lot of the time I'm like, Hey, this looks cool. And you're like, no. And I'm like, okay, anyway. Um, but there was the one the other day. And of course this guy was like super buff. I'm like, he's doing something right. But it was the, um, what was it called again? B-stand the squat. He stands squat. So it was like yeah. basically what you do in that cool pendulum leg yeah. press machine, but it's just without it. And you know, mm-hmm. again, like that tends to be my thing. Like I'd rather just not do it in a machine. And again, I know you can maybe get more gains when you take the mobility and the balance aspect out of it, but maybe I want to work on my mobility and balance. Right. So mm-hmm. this B stance squat. So it's like, you're basically just putting most of the the, the effort and the tension on that front leg and the the back leg is kind of just keeping you there. It was just, again, something fun and different. Like I do so many like goblet squats and dumbbell squats and barbell squats. I just wanted to try something a little bit different. And I'm doing all these single leg RDLs and blah, blah, blah. I just wanted to try something Mm -hmm. different. And anyway, I did it. And, and then I also did some, like some barbell good mornings, which I don't know if we've talked about it. I think you Maybe yeah, I talked about that. You don't you don't love them or you're kind of like I just, neutral about I it. I don't usually do them, but yeah. I've been fine. I've been I've been like watching some videos. I've been like nerding out on this because again, I just there's something about I don't know if it's just my age or it's just my laziness, but I just like basic. I just like doing stuff with a barbell. You know, it's not wrong. It's not right. I just like it, you know? So I've been practicing these really, really like slow and controlled barbell good mornings. And so I combined that with this B-stance squat and then a couple like finisher, like other stuff from our program. And I'm like, I am feeling it. I told you this before, when you do a workout where you just like, you feel it in exactly where you're supposed to feel it. And I'm just like, damn, (laughs) damn, it feels good. Like my butt is just pumped. Like I love it anyway. So I've been having a good time. I'm not in the gym very often, but when I'm in there, I'm killing it. So that's my success, my butt workout success story this week. What about you? Um, I've been doing a lot of actual, actually this goes along with it. B stance RDLs with a barbell. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been, so in this phase, so, you know, I, 
we have different programs. So for my flex fam, it's a completely different programming and I program it and I beta test it. And then it comes out for the group, you know, every four to five weeks um, or sorry. Yeah. Four to five weeks. Um, and so in this phase, I, the last few phases I've been doing just regular barbell RDLs, like both feet. And so transitioning over to unilateral mm-hmm. B stance RDLs. Um, and I think those are very, very humbling, especially with the barbell. I've I've always known that my right glute is weaker than my left. Um, and with this, I can definitely feel it. So it's mm-hmm. really, I'm really excited to like progress this and really focus in on, you know, continuing to balance out that. Um, and I can just feel like I can hundred percent feel like I even feel my hip shift as mm-hmm. I'm coming up when I'm doing my right leg. And so just like making sure that I like, cause I put on way too heavy weight and then I was like, okay, I need to drop the weight, focus on the actual tension and like not getting that hip shift because that hip shift is what's like, there's the reason that's happening is because my right glute is weaker than my left. So when I'm, mm. you know, doing my right leg and my, in the B stance, my right leg is up front, left legs behind me. Um, I get that little shift. So it's like, okay, I really need to focus on that. And just a few weeks of doing it, I've already, you know, been able mm-hmm. to progress that and it feels a lot better. So that's yeah, great. that's my, that's my glute win. I have another actual from the program. Um, and I may have talked about this before, but I really like it. So I'm going to mention it again. This is not giving away the program. Mm -hmm. You still should buy it. And it's great. But like just one thing, right. Is like, we talk about like single leg step-ups, but with like a glute bias. Mm -hmm. Right. So even like the difference in setup between a step-up that you're trying to focus on your quads versus your glutes, like one of the, like, one of the workouts I did in this great workout I was talking about is I was just doing unweighted, super slow glute biased step-ups, like, you know, the hinge forward, Mm. I was actually holding on to like a post so I could really slow the, the movement down as much as I possibly could. And that was like at the end when I was really tired and worn out and it just felt like I could really, really feel it. And I think one of the points of confusion for a lot of people or frustration for a lot of women is they do all these exercises they they're told to do, and they just don't feel it in their glutes or where they're supposed to. And that movement, it's so simple. You don't need a ton of bells and whistles, but doing it with intention and really trying to slow down and contract the right the muscle that you're, you know, trying to work and this having the setup, right. And knowing how you're supposed to do it. Like, I just find it such a simple, but effective movement. It was just, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I was just, I was just crushing it, crushing it. Love All it. Right. Glutes. All right. Well, glutes. go team. Yeah, grow your glutes. Sweet. Gr- I think that's em. it. That's <laughs> grow that. your glutes. All right. Um, we're gonna put the uh we're gonna put the, the links to those programs in the show notes. <laughs> we're like, we're done. Okay, uh, grow your glutes. See you I'm later. hungry. I want to go make some lunch. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired. You're hungry. I'm tired. Let's get out of here. I'm we both hot. need to recover. I'm not hot that, and hungry, but uh Hot and Hungry, the Rachel Gregory story. That's the name of your, that's the name of your memoir. Um, Let's all right, friend. the podcast Hot and Hungry. That's actually a good name. Maybe like for the next, next iteration, Hot and Hungry. Yeah. I kind of like it. Cool. I'm writing all it right. down. Yeah, we'll put the links okay. in the description thingy. And if you like yep. this podcast, if we entertained you, if you, you know, love us, you'll leave us a great rating and review. You'll post us on your story on Instagram Please. or whatever, wherever. You'll tell us, tell your friends about us and we really appreciate it. And we'll give you a virtual high five because 
yeah, any way you can help share, it's almost as good as paying us. Not quite as good, but almost. And we appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Bye.